0: Welcome into a special episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. Joining me as always is Jordan Sherwood. You can follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. And you can usually hear us weekly right here on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcast, breaking down all the UFC pay per views and fight nights. But like I mentioned, this is a very special episode. We are privileged to be joined by Bruce Buffer, the voice of the Octagon. He's joining us courtesy of of Puncher's Chance Bourbon, the official bourbon of the PFL. And, of course, you heard, Bruce, on Saturday night as he was announcing that Israel Adesanya was getting his belt back in that main event. What an atmosphere. What a great place to be. And, Bruce, what was it like being there in the octagon? You know, before the match, all the hype around this fight, Israel Adesanya ends up knocking out Alex Pereira, getting his belt back, having a post-match interview that will be remembered for a very long time. The atmosphere was absolutely electric in Miami. What was it like to be there in that moment in Miami on Saturday night?
1: It was uh, quite the experience. You know, I mean, Israel's quite the character. He has what I call the it factor. You know, you, you get fighters that come along like him every... Few years, whether it's a Ronda Rousey or Conor McGregor, you know, that just capture so much more than what just their performances. But the big thing is, a true mark of a champion is when he loses other oh, many true marks. But a true mark in this case, he lost a championship, and then he got it back. And you know, it was a very emotional moment. Uh, the message he sent out to everybody after in his post interview, his family, everybody walking in. You know, it, it, it's amazing to share the octagon with these great warriors and to share these emotional moments. And that was definitely one of the memorable memorable ones as far as the entire show itself. You know, 20 years since we've been in Miami, star-studded, and the fights all through the entire evening were just electric.
2: And and I'm glad you brought that up, Bruce, because, you know, obviously there's a lot of big-time fights, but do you and the rest of the UFC team kind of get a sense of fulfillment when the hype lives up to what actually takes place Saturday night, not just for the main event, but the entire card in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, just as an example, you know, Dane and I look at each other, and it's like, Dana, wow. And he's like, you know, buff, wow. And it's like, we, you know, we can tell that it's just, it's clicking, it's hitting on all cylinders. You know, it's, 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 it's being batted right out of the park. And, uh, you know, the energy from the crowd, which I feed off of when I'm announcing, I'm I always very passionate about my work. I put my whole body and, you know, soul in my announcing. Um, and... When I feed out the energy of the crowd like that, it just takes me to another level, you know, personally. The show's not about me. It's about these great warriors and the entertainment to the fans. But it's like everything clicked. All cylinders clicked.
0: I, I'm not asking you to play favorites here, but there, there's a clear like there's two kinds of fighters when I believe when you're announcing these guys and they're getting ready to go to battle and go to war here with each other. And there's the guys that are locked in and it looks like they're blocking out all the fans. They're blocking out all the energy. They're zoned in. And then there's the guys that kind of walk in and they play up to the crowd. They're in your face as, they're, as you're in their face. What's it like the difference between announcing for someone who is kind of locked in and then announcing? announcing for someone who is engaged and like gets in your face and all that kind of stuff. And do you have a couple guys that you enjoy, you know, announcing them a little more than the other ones because you know, you're going to get that feed off of them and they're going to feed off of you at the same time.
1: Well, you know, good question. And yes, I mean, there are other types of fighters, but you know, when I'm announcing and I'm starting, I, I don't even hear the crowd. When I'm doing my, it's time and everything. I'm actually got everybody blocked out and I'm completely focused on the fighters themselves. But you have fighters like uh, it started with Dan Hardy years ago, and you got fighters like Michael Chiesa, uh, and uh, you know some others that just you know, they're they're waving at me to come into their corner to get into their space. I have a tendency to go towards the fighter. You know, I'm a little different than other announcers. I don't stand still. I can. I got. I, I just have to move, and I, I, I know what it's like to face down and go to war with somebody toe to toe. My own experiences in the past, and I want to give them every single ounce of passion I can give them. Uh, to take them to another level before they put their blood, sweat, and tears and their life on the line going to work the way they're about to do. But, you know, Adesanya's like that. He walks in, he's entertaining, he's everything else. And, and then, you know, he, Pereira, Pereira's like that. He walks in, he's entertaining, and then you've got a guy like Kelvin Gastelum who's like the Rocky Marciano of the Octagon, the way he fights. And he just walks in all serious wanting to get in there. You know, it's like they just want to get started, you know, get their thing going. So it is a different experience, but at the same time, it's the same experience for me because I just literally, every fighter, I'm an equal opportunity announcer. I don't take favorites. I just give them everything I can. And then I can see it. I'm looking right in their eyes. And I can see when they're feeding off it. And, and that combined with the energy of the crowd, it's an amazing moment. It's very hard to explain the feeling I get. You'd have to literally be beside me, you know, with me to even have a semblance of an understanding of what I feel when I'm announcing.
2: Is there a fight that has been announced for this upcoming year or one that you would like to see that you just cannot wait to be in the Octagon for?
1: Well, I'm I'm kind of that way every night I walk in because I believe every night, and it's been this way for over 27 years, I've been announcing. I... You'll never hear me live on my laurels. You'll never have me talk. Well, I did a 360, you know, in front of Brock Lesnar, UFC 100, or whatever. I'm not that way. Saturday night, to me, was my night to prove to the fans, the fighters, how it be, Dana, you know, my family and friends that I deserve this job. You know, I just go out there, and I treat every night like my first night. There are, and, and that's what keeps me rolling. You know, I'm 65 now. I've been doing this for over 27 years, and I still I have more passion now than I've ever had for what I do. And the moment that wanes is the moment I'm going to retire, which I can't even envision my retirement. But um, fights coming up, uh, obviously the Michael Chandler, Conor McGregor fight after the tough series, the Yoko fighter series, is televised. That's going to be a fight, uh, definitely one, that I can't wait to see.
0: Bruce Buffer joining us here, the voice of the Octagon, courtesy of Puncher Chance Bourbon. And, and Bruce, you just you were talking about your, your longevity, your history, your career.
2: The recent announcement about Endeavor and the partnership now with the WWE, I know your half-brother, Michael, has done some things in pro wrestling. Would you entertain that if that opportunity presented Absolutely.
1: itself? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a one-off or whatever. I mean, Logan Paul and I are friends, and he would love for me to come out you know, and do the walkout and give him a big introduction before one of his matches. He's really he's killing it in, in wrestling. Michael... Loved wrestling, his, his years. And, you know, as Michael's manager, which I've been for 30, give or take, years, uh, just really loved the Monday Night Nitros and the pay-per-views. And he would just walk out for the main event, and the crowd would go crazy. And he added so much excitement to it. Um, I would love to experience that moment. You know, right. I read once with Vince McMahon, I said that I'm a little over the top for the WWE, <laughs> which made me laugh. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> over the top? Please Vince. Right. <laughs> But with all respect, um, now that they're combined and, and, uh, you know, you never know. You never know. I mean, I I think it's in my future, but when I get that call, I will definitively entertain that call. There's no question. I would have a blast doing that.
0: You've mentioned that you've been doing this for over 20 years now. What are some of your favorite fights that you've been and been able to see in person? Not just not announcing for them, but just fights that you've seen that you've been, you know, cage side for in in the last since, since you started your career.
1: Well, you know, it's it's a difficult question because I've seen everything and I've forgotten more than I can remember. And the moment, I think I've seen the greatest fight three weeks later, three months later, or three whatever. I see that what I think is the greatest fight. But if you want to go back, I mean, obviously one of the most historical fights that pretty much put the UFC on the map where we made Spike TV and Spike TV made us, you cannot take anything away from the, uh, the finale of the first Ultimate fighter series between Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin. I mean, that's just one of the greatest fights ever in the octagon. And there have been so many since then. I mean, even this year, the, some of the fights we've had, you know, Gaichi getting in there and the ball he had with, you know, Michael Chandler, on and on and on. It's just, it's, it's, it, it, it's very hard for me to pinpoint. I can only give examples. You know, Tito Ortiz, Chuck Waddell, the first time they fought. Uh, I, I can go on and on and on, guys. On and on and on.
2: Well, it doesn't surprise me that you've got a laundry list of fights that you could remember and probably some that you don't. And it probably also wouldn't surprise me, Bruce, on the nights the UFC has action, you are not announcing that you are in some way, shape, or form still working. What, what are you doing on that Saturday night when you're not the main ring announcer?
1: You know, I, there's, there's like 42 shows a year, give or take, and I, I don't make about seven or eight of them. I used to do every one. I remember one time I did a show in Atlantic City, and I had to be in Belo Horizonte, Brazil, and 16 hours later in the octagon, you know, in tuxedo. There was no way to commercially fly me down there. Dana flew me down in this private jet. It was like my almost famous rock star moment. You know, and I two shows in two continents and two time zones in less than 24 hours starting. Um, but, you know, it's hard to do that now. So we have a fine announcer named Joe Martinez that fills in for me when I'm not there. What I'm doing, I could be appearing elsewhere. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not for the Raider games. I do uh, a variety of different things. Or I'm just enjoying a, a rare weekend at home. Or out, you know, doing my own social life and social thing. So it just depends. Also, too, I'm watching the fights at the same time. <laughs> you know, so you know, it's I, I love the UFC. I, I don't want to miss anything. It's it's, it's, the, it's the entertain. It's the, it's the greatest fighting event in the world. It's it's amazing.
0: Bruce Buffer joining us, the voice of the Octagon, courtesy of Puncher's Chance. So, when you are at home and you're sitting down and you've got some Puncher's Chance bourbon, uh, how do you take how do you take your drink? Would you, is it on the rocks? Is it neat? Do you is it a Manhattan? Is it an Old Fashioned? How do you enjoy your Puncher's Chance bourbon?
1: Well, Puncher's Chance. Listen, I'm very excited to be a, uh, one of the partners in Puncher's Chance. we we won six gold medals. We got voted the top five sipping bourbon in America at its price range for the original Puncher's Chance we came out with. It mixes so well. It makes a great Manhattan. It makes a great old-fashioned. But I personally, I just like, I drink it straight. I love sipping my bourbon. And the, the aftertaste of Puncher's Chance bourbon, it's, I call it the sweet nectar of the bourbon gods. The name is what I'm all about in my life. The, uh, the fluid, the, uh, the liquor is just incredible. And just, I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy it for the basic raw element that is straight and now we just came out with the undisputed version our single barrel version which is 105 proof that even has a, a more wonderful aftertaste and we had the 12 year reserve 14 year reserve called the left cross that uh you know was a big hit too and our new one the undisputed just won the flat, i uh, won a platinum award right out of the gate right out of the gate so honestly puncher chance bourbon i can say this very freely is one of the fastest-selling, highest-rated craft still bourbons in America, and uh, we're all very—I have great partners. Um, they were behind Caballero Tequila, Campari, Guinea Girl. I mean, they're just amazing, and uh, everything is going. Everything's going according to schedule. You know, it's—it says the English say, um, "Big hit, big hit." I have a lot of products out there that I'm coming out with. My my newest time cologne is the fastest-selling cologne on Amazon very uh, excited about that. I get other things happening, but I take great pride in Puncher's Chance Bourbon. I, I cannot begin to tell you how good it is, guys. We just went in all the 140 Devmo stores in California, uh, like 400 Publix liquor stores in, in Florida. It's it's selling like hotcakes. But if you want to deliver it to your door or you want to see what the you know what the beauty of it is, just go to puncher'schancebourbon.com. It's right there.
2: Sounds like I got my Saturday night plan because I usually like an old-fashioned with my UFC. So
1: there, there's the next hey. one. It's, listen, the name is not punch your chance for for any other reason. It, it, one punch can change your life, change the direction of your life. <laughs> if that doesn't describe what happens every night in the octagon, I don't know what does. Yeah.
0: Are you looking forward to any of the fights this weekend in particular? Um. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, I always look forward to every single fight on the card. The thing is, we're going to
1: Kansas City this weekend. You never know what the greatest fight of the night is going to be, the best fight of the night. I mean, many times with the $50,000 bonuses that Dana and the UFC hand out to these young fighters, um... It's a dream, you know, the undercard fighters coming in, they make very good money for being an undercard fighter, you know, for starting out in the fight game. I mean, I know boxers, some are lucky to make $1,500, you know, with all respect to boxing, or do better. I mean, fighters in the UFC, they get five figures walking in that octagon, and if they win, they get another five figures, and if they perform, one win the performance bonuses. That's a $50,000 bonus. That's life-changing for some of these fighters to think mm-hmm. back when... Conor McGregor was making 150 euros a month on Irish welfare or whatever the term is for the uh, public service you know, funding they gave the people out there. This $50,000 bonus changed his life back then. Now, he's worth you know, hundreds of millions, but it's it's amazing to see the natural progression of these fighters. Like, there was one fighter on Saturday night. This whole thing with Liberty Mill no, he was homeless, you know? Now he's in the octagon. It's changed his life. It's a beautiful thing to see fighters, men and women, both, fulfill their dreams in respect to the fighting of the octagon it really is It, it it makes my work and effort I just love it so much more when I see that
0: and a puncher's chance means that anyone has the potential to succeed whatever the odds if he or she works for it. It's something that I think that the MMA and UFC is, uh, in particular embodies, like you mentioned. Anybody that can get, no matter the odds. Like we talk about, you know, a lot of stuff on our MMA podcast here. Uh, it's mostly gambling focused and big odds, but we're always like, hey man, the odds makers say this, this guy's like minus 450 or this guy's minus 600, but it doesn't matter. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face, right?
1: Um, as I wrote in my book, I had a line there. I said, "You never know who you are until so you've been punched in the face." <laughs> exactly. Right? Never know who you are, and the bottom line is, and that's the whole beauty of Puncher's Chance Berb. But again, uh, it's all about that. It's all about the underdog. It's all about being the best you can be, and how one punch can change your life. You know, and I, and I love that. I love the whole the whole meaning behind are amazing liquid. I really do.
0: Bruce Buffer, the voice of the Octagon, in partnership with Puncher's Chance Bourbon, make sure you go out wherever you find your bourbon. Get a bottle. Enjoy it with this weekend's MMA fights. It should be a good card. This this weekend's UFC fight night in Kansas City is going to be a great one. Enjoy it with some Puncher's Chance. And Bruce, thanks again for your time. We appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. And, you know, Puncher's Chance is also the uh, major sponsor for the uh, PFL, you know, which um, is out there, too. They're, they're you know, they're, we're all about MMA. Mm-hmm. And I'm all and I'm all about the UFC <laughs> and, and puncher's chance. I will see everybody from uh, the Octagon on Saturday night in Kansas City. I look forward to roaring away for everybody. Thanks, Bruce. we appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. you take care, okay.